0: Auto Trader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment, so you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at autotrader.com slash finally it's easy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit AcmeMarkets.com for program details.
1: Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle And talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Happy Friday. Welcome to Trouble Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and this is the show where the news is the conspiracy. Because, of course, well, uh, that's the way the world works, doesn't it? As we continue uh, looking at news cycles and uh, having a swell time talking about weird stuff in the universe, uh, the news cycles here on Earth, unfortunately, continue to be garbage. Just to put it succinctly, garbage. And uh, it's all political all the time, and if they can't culture war, BS, uh, other stuff, division politic, well, then that's what... Yeah, that's why we do the show uh, to to prove clearly there are important things happening out there that are not as political as everybody tries to make them. And uh, well, there you go. That's it. That's the deal. That's the dulio. That's why we do this. And uh, that's the whole point of all of this. And uh, if uh, you want to be part of the show, you guys know the drill. You can be part of the show as part of the whole transparency process i love to share my links where i got the information from so you see i'm not making this stuff up and also you can call me at any time if you disagree or you want to correct something i said or i'm not proving uh i'm not trying to be the arbiter of truth here all right so uh, don't get me wrong I, i understand that everybody out there is so stuck on being right all right i'm not Like if I have my sources wrong or I misread something or I, you know, add add additional context and that part is wrong, call me. <laughs> call me and tell me. Correct me. It's fine. I'm not going to get mad. And that's that's the deal, right? Like I always say, try and call Don Lemon or any of these other assholes. Not to put myself in the same category of those assholes, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, if you want to call me, you're welcome to call me and uh, show feedback. Just say hi. Like I said, if we uh, spend a little bit of time and actually end up, uh, you know, not getting to some of the things I did today, to you know, some of the articles, that's fine. I'd rather talk to you guys anyway. So there you go phone number is this 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 you can be on the show that way or join the discord at troubledminds.org i'm told that uh the actual discord link on troubled minds finally expired it's supposed to be a an eternal link that never expires but apparently it did so i'll have to replace that so the troubled minds discord link will not work so well, let me get one right now and put it here, and this will work. Most of you guys are already on Discord anyway, but uh, we have new people hopping in here from time to time. So let's uh, let's just do that. So there you go. There's your Discord link. If you want to join the Discord, just click that, and you'll get a direct invite. Pop in and say hi and uh, meet the amazing people that are in the Discord. Okay, let's uh, let's do some news, shall we? So uh, there we go. Part of the transparency process. We covered that. We covered news and politicization of all. All of it, we covered the division politic, we and the assholes in the media. I think that's probably a good start. Let's get to the news, then, shall we? All right, lots of stuff going on here, lots of stuff. Uh, we've got so uh, the date today being, of course, uh, September 3rd, 2021. We've we're coming up on the the uh 20th anniversary of 9/11, right? 9/11, 2001 is when this happened. The original 9/11 uh, trade, World Trade Center attacks. I don't need to tell anybody what they are. Everybody knows this. And uh, so here's the thing, right? Uh, this is from the New York Times, and linking it in the chat as always. You guys can check it out and follow up on me to make sure I'm not making this stuff up. And you know what? Another good thing about doing it this way too is I, I do. I always pick fresh, fresh, really brand new breaking news stories, and so. So when when we do this, this is sort of a way to uh, catalog those things and read some of it. And uh, because of the, a lot of times they'll change these articles, right? They get blowback for a way they worded something, or this, or that, or the other thing. So sometimes we catch that on here, and by doing that, we kind of like lock it into what it was uh, previously to them redacting or changing things. So the, again, you know, sort of a, for posterity. So there's a you know there's a, another kind of uh, additional unintended value here. So, yeah, there we go. All right. So we've got uh, we got this. Let's go to the New York Times. And the New York Times says this uh, Biden moves to declassify some documents related to September 11th. Oh, you don't say. So, why on earth are, do they still have documents classified for that? Uh, I wonder. Uh, however, uh, here we go. Making good on a campaign promise, President Biden directed the Justice Department and other f- federal agencies on Friday to oversee the review and declassification of documents related to the FBI's investigation into the September 11, 2001 attacks. In an executive order, Mr. Biden instructed Attorney General Merrick B. Garland to publicly release the declassified documents over the next six months. Okay, weird, right? So, Quote, when I ran for president, I made a commitment to ensuring transparency regarding the declassification of documents on the September 11th terrorist attacks on America, Mr. Biden said, in a statement released before the 20th anniversary of the attacks next week. We must never forget the enduring pain of the families and the loved ones of the 2,977 innocent people who were killed during the worst terrorist attack in American history. And let's see. Okay. so anyway, for years uh, families of Americans of the September 11th attacks have pushed the federal government to reveal more information about any Saudi involvement in financing the tax. Okay, now, now this is the problem with all this. Uh, as as we see, the the issue here is that. Uh, well, w- my issue with this is, of course. Uh, they, they they know what's going on. They know that the the 20th anniversary of 9-11 is going to bring about a whole bunch, of, it's going to, like it's going to pick that scab, right? It's going to bring back the conspiracies. It's going to bring back the government was involved, Bush did this, all this other stuff. And I'm not saying that stuff is true, guys. Just I'm, I'm saying that's what's going to come back into the news cycles, come back into the zeitgeist, as it were. Now, what they're trying to do, of course, is they're trying to get ahead of this by saying, oh, look, we're, we're, we are transparent. Here's a bunch more documents and isn't it widely known already that the, the Saudi government was basically behind this that funded most of this that you know most of uh, like what uh, more than two thirds of the, the attackers were actually Saudi nationals like all this is already well known information and so the problem here is that yeah no shit Saudi Arabia's like screwed us hard and uh, right no repercussions as far as we're aware so there's some there's some really really bad stuff going on with this and you know it even if, let's say, the narrative is as the narrative is, and they let's, let's take it at face value and no conspiracies, just peel it away and say, that what they tell us is true about 9-11, fine, right? Fine. But if all of that is true, then Saudi Arabia did this. And so, what are they protecting? Is it really about the oil so So, how many more things like this will they happen for decent oil prices like why wouldn 't we just absolutely just cut them out and never buy oil from them again? right Things like this it 's possible it 's possible so so i don 't know it 's like it like kind of a i don 't know it, it it conjures dark thoughts in my mind of why a country like this is able to do something so horrific. And completely get away with it. I mean, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not going all biblical, saying an eye for an eye. I'm, you know, two buildings in Saudi Arabia or three or four should come down. But I'm just saying that, like, how come, right? How come our government basically brushed off the fact that they were largely involved in this and probably fully responsible, mostly fully responsible? That that's the that's the dark part to me. I, it makes me wonder. Uh, you know, like you think you think if Iran did this, they'd get away with that shit? No freaking way. We'd have tanks and shit over there faster than you could say WTF. So this is what I'm saying. It's like, so if Saudi Arabia is supposed to be an ally, quote, quote, ally, then why uh, are they protecting them when they do shit like this to us? Because because clearly, like I said, as far as far as the basic evidence looks, Saudi Arabia was responsible. Uh, like I said, I don't know. So anyway, uh, this is, uh, this is yeah, this is the way this is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. You guys know me. I'm not the answers guy. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. But what I am saying is if, there's, this is like a PR move. They're trying to get ahead of this and say, here's some documents, and uh, here you go. And then when... And this, when the blowback comes next week for the anniversary of 9-11, uh, the Biden administration can say, no, no, we're committed to transparency. We gave you new information, blah, blah. It's going to be their defense, right? So, it, like always, this stuff is planned. And they know what kind of media uh, frenzy is going to kind of happen with this. And it's a no-win situation, right? Because a bunch of people died. It was a horrific thing, right? So all you can do is basically like... Uh, Go off on the government and How they didn't handle it correctly How they didn't uh, seek out You know the proper retribution To the right parties right the, the, old, the old Iraq war And the weapons of mass destruction right That whole bit Which again uh, the, the famous If you guys listen to Clyde Lewis Famously uh, Infamously even On Family Guy They have Brian talking about 9-11 And how Yeah uh, No it had nothing to do with Iran or Iraq So uh, Yeah That's uh, that's the way it is So I don't know uh, that's We'll see what happens Happens coming up in the next uh, what uh, eight days? I mean, it's the third, so yeah, eight days away uh, for the anniversary here. But like I said, if you're expecting us to do a show on this, we're not going to uh, a troubled mind show. We will not do a show on 9/11. Uh, only because when uh, other people do everything else, uh, we let them have it. We do something else. So, if you're looking for other programming uh, around that time, we'll be doing the other programming because, uh, you know, and I say programming. We're not programming anybody, but you get you get the drift. Other topics, let's say, that's the, that's the trick here. So, okay. So, anyway, uh, interesting that they're going to release these documents. So what does this mean? Like I said, it's probably a PR, PR move, like always. And, yeah, anyway. So, we'll see what happens if there's going to be uh, – actually, it says uh, in the next six months, right, over the next six months. So, we're not even going to get these before – before this uh the anniversary so this is just a talking point right well well joe biden has already you know ordered his uh, attorney general right but if he did right if he gave a shit about this he'd have done this earlier and they'd have been working on this and they'd have been able to give us these documents before before right so anyway there you go there's that and uh i don't know it's a little bit um uh i don't know tasteless uh uh, it, it's just not This is not a This is not a happy thing So it's it's one of those Right But And also don't get me wrong There are many also Other not happy things That happen the world Over all the time But th- This one in particular uh, Kind of reeks to high heaven Of some shenanigans And so That's where uh, Yeah Anyway Anyway I digress there's, there's my point It's a PR move And sadly We're not going to get Any of that information Prior to that That uh, media blitz Of the anniversary Anyhow So uh, give me just one moment here um let's see getting a call from Mrs. Strange. Uh one second. All right, one moment. Thank you. Thank you for being patient. Alright. Alright, alright. Okay, all right, let's continue, shall we? This is from uh, phys.org, P-H-Y-S dot and uh, as always, one of my favorite websites, because uh, most mostly they don't politicize anything. So here we go. Uh, the common, uh, this is uh, CRISPR, researchers develop an engineered mini CRISPR genome editing system. Yeah, this is sweet. As everything gets easier and more compact, so does CRISPR. The common analogy for CRISPR gene editing is that it works like a molecular scissors, out select sections of DNA. Stanley Key, QI is his last name there, Key, Key, QI, Key, I guess, assistant uh, professor of bioengineering at Stanford University, likes that analogy, but he thinks it's also time to reimagine CRISPR as a Swiss Army knife. All right, yeah, quote, CRISPR can be as simple as a cutter or more advanced as a regulator, an editor, a labeler or imager. Many applications are emerging from this exciting field, said Key, who is also an assistant professor of chemical and systems biology in the Stanford School of Medicine and a Stanford CHEM-H Institute scholar. Uh, The many different CRISPR systems in use are being clinically tested for gene therapy diseases in the eye, liver, and brain, however remain limited in their scope because they all suffer from the same flaw. They're too large and therefore too hard to deliver into cells, tissues, or living organisms. So, yep, got it. In, in a paper published September 3rd in Molecular Cell, Key and his collaborators announce what they believe is a major step forward for CRISPR, an efficient, multipurpose mini-CRISPR system. Whereas the commonly used CRISPR systems with names like Cas9 and Cas12a, denoting various versions of CRISPR-associated proteins, are made out of about 1,000 to 1,500 amino acids, their casmini Has 529. Uh, The researchers confirmed in experiments that CasMini could delete, activate, and edit genetic code just like its beefier counterparts. Its smaller size means it should be easier to deliver into cells and the human body, making it a potential tool for treating diverse ailments, including eye disease, organ degeneration, and genetic diseases naturally. Okay, all right, cool, all right, there we go, so uh this is uh, again, like I said, technology gets smaller, our smart- smartphones get smaller, everything gets smaller, right? Isn't it weird with the smartphones, by the way, how they how they got smaller, and then that was the trend, and then and now they get bigger and then they're getting smaller again. It's like people can't make up their damn minds, yeah, weird okay anyway so uh crispy crisper crispy crisper is getting uh mini 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 crisper yeah and what's up guys Nightstalker says yeah I'm not itching for any 911 shows yeah right it's uh, it's the same it's horrific I get it but uh, it's the same type of crap they kind of kick in our face every 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 year right but this will be the 20th anniversary so it's gonna be extra kick mud in your face and make you feel bad about not paying your taxes or whatever which I do by the way in full and I'm very furious about it. Uh, don't get me started on that. But okay, what's up? We got J40s. We got uh, who else is out there? What's up, James? Night Stalker. Who did I miss? What's up, guys? Thanks for showing up. All right, here we go. Let's keep on trucking. The mini CRISPR is doing its thing. And where are we at time wise? Two, five, do the quick, dirty math. All right. A quick word from our sponsor. All right, let us continue, shall we? Let's go to this. This is from sciencenews.org and uh, this one's pretty hot. This is uh this is again some of the stuff that's happening out there in the world, uh, in the universe as it were. That's uh amazing stuff that we're starting to see more and more of this. And yeah, uh, so this is uh, astronomers may have seen a star gulp down a black hole and explode right right if that if that isn't like hollywood awesome i don't know what is why aren't they making a movie about this this is pretty amazing for the first time astronomers have captured solid evidence of a rare double cosmic cannibalism a star swallowing a compact object such as a black hole or neutron star in turn that object gobbled the star's core causing it to explode and leave behind only a black hole Boom. Is this how black holes happen? Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, the, the first hints of the gruesome event described in the September 3rd Science came from a very large array, uh, VLA, radio telescope consisting of 27 enormous dishes in the New Mexican desert near Socorro. During the uh, observatory scans of the night sky in 2017, a burst of radio energy as bright as the brightest exploding star or supernova as seen from Earth appeared in a dwarf star forming galaxy approximately 500 million light years away we thought, whoa, this is interesting, says Dylan Dong, an astronomer at Caltech. Hey, Dylan Dong, what's going on? He and his colleagues made follow-up observations of the galaxy using the VLA and one of the telescopes in the W.M. Keck Observatory in Hawaii, which sees in the same optical light as our eyes. The Keck telescope caught a luminous outflow of material spewing in all directions at 3.2 million kilometers per hour from a central location, suggesting that an energetic explosion. explosion. Explosion had occurred in the past and uh, yeah like I said if uh, if this isn't super cool I don't know what is because uh, where's the Hollywood movie uh, let's uh, get Bruce Bruce Willis into this let's let's do it let's make this happen or I guess Nick Cage is getting back in the game maybe this could be his his movie I don't know uh, the team then found an extremely bright x-ray source in archival data from the monitor of all sky x-ray image the Maxi telescope a Japanese instrument that sits on the International Space Station this x-ray burst was in the same place Place as the radio one, but had been observed way back in 2014. Uh, piecing the data together, Dong and his colleagues think this is what happened. Long ago, a binary pair of stars were born, orbiting each other. One died in a spectacular supernova and became either a neutron star or a black hole. As gravity brought the two objects together, the dead star actually entered the outer layers of its larger stellar sibling. Yeah, sweet boom, right? Cosmic boom. The compact object spiraled inside the still-living star for hundreds of years, eventually making its way down to and then eating its partner's core. Oh, how romantic. During this time, the larger star shed huge amounts of gas and dust, forming a shell of material around the duo. Yeah, anyway, uh, th- well, uh, theorists have previously envisioned such a scenario, a dubbed, dubbed a merger-triggered core-collapse supernova, this appears to represent the first direct observation of this phenomenon. Dong says. Anyway, uh, pretty cool stuff here. Uh, this is this is why I love space because the more we watch, the more we find amazing things. And well, uh, like uh, like uh, like Derek says, uh, w- maybe space doesn't exist but uh he doesn't believe that at all but uh anyway he 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 always respects the right of people to not believe space is a thing but i believe space is a thing so uh, and that's why we do a lot of space news cuz well they'd have to make up a lot of hogwash wouldn't they uh, anyway there's there's my there's my space is real take all right and the the earth is round by the way the the world is round round globe ish ish definitely not flat just saying uh, all right anyway i'm now i'm gonna catch a bunch of flack for that but oh well what can you do here we go news.yahoo.com pretty good stuff here on mars nasa's perseverance rover drilled the rocks it came for yes all right now remember what happened with this is that uh the, the first time they drilled uh they drilled into a very soft rock apparently that they weren't able to actually collect any sample from so they drilled into it and if it was you know super soft like a kind of sand that just crumbles it crumbled away they weren't able to get any of the the actual specimen inside the tube remember it seemed suspicious seemed like what the hell's going on maybe they had faulty equipment maybe the rocks on mars were oh i don't know fake <laughs> uh, anyway you know what i'm saying wink wink but uh speaking of space not being real uh, but okay the here we go. The rock appeared where it should have been, captured within the drill bit of NASA's latest Mars rover Perseverance. And so, yeah, they finally, it looks like they finally got a sample. Uh, after a perplexing failure last month, NASA's latest Mars rover Perseverance was able to successfully collect a sample of rock on Wednesday. The rover took pictures of the rock in the tube and sent the images to Earth so that mission managers could be sure they had not come up empty again. The rock was there. Adam Stelzner, the chief engineer for the rover, enthused on Twitter on Thursday morning describing it as one beautifully perfect cord sample. All right. All right. Yeah, they did it. They did it, guys. Yeah, we got a rock sample from Mars. Uh, so the the Doomsday movie that's going to happen 10 years from now when they return those samples, it's in, it's in motion. Here we go. Here we go. Holding the tube vertically, Perseverance shook the tube, held vertically with the opening on top. Five shakes lasting one second each with were to help The rock core settled further down into the collection tube. In subsequent photographs, the core could no longer be seen. Had it disappeared, was Mars messing with us? Uh Uh-oh, do we have another one disappear? Oh, boy. Later in the day, on Thursday, NASA said in a news release that the mission team remained confident the rock was still in the collection tube, hidden in shadows. Oh, shit. Here we go. This thing actually disappeared, didn't it? We got two. two. Two disappearing? Yeah, come on. Rock samples? Are we kidding? It's it's obscured by shadows, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but NASA said the rover would take more pictures when the lighting was better before sealing the tube and putting away, putting it away in its belly. "Quote: We did what we came to do," Jennifer Tro- Trosper, the project manager for the mission said in the news release we will work through this small hiccup with the lighting conditions and the images and remain encouraged that there is a sample in this tube all right so there we go are we oh for two do we do two two drill samples and uh, got absolutely nothing that's crazy right that's absolutely crazy uh so i don't know you tell me what's going on with this Are the Mars rocks all super crumbly and you can't get any sort of uh, samples from any of them? Which would be bizarre, wouldn't it? That would be odd. It would almost seem like... uh a stage like a like a Hollywood stage, and the rocks aren 't real, if you know what i 'm saying <laughs> oh boy i 'm not i 'm not claiming that i 'm just saying i 'm just saying, okay, anyway, so uh, I guess this is the second second shot. the first one they got absolutely no sample now they tried it again, and well they 're saying there is a sample they just can 't see it because it 's obscured in shadow. Hmm, I guess we'll see once the sun comes out. And as little orphan Annie said, you already know, the sun will come out tomorrow. All right, anyway, let's uh, let's continue, shall we? If you guys want to be part of the show at any point, give us a call, 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org, and uh, you can be on the show and uh, tell me what you think about this or anything else, or tell me how you're itching to listen to a 9-11 conspiracy show next week. I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not not interested at all. Uh, yeah, I'd rather talk about uh, any of this, any of this stuff, any of this right here. Yes, James is right. Yes, we can have our own ideas. Absolutely. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. You're allowed. You're allowed. And I'll still like you if you your idea is different than mine. How about that? How about that? All right. So uh, there we go. So the the mystery on Mars deepens the plot thickens dun, dun, dun. and yeah so they, they have no idea if they got this rock sample or not they say yes but it does not show in the photographs so yeah there it is all right so let's uh, continue shall we this is from tomshardware.com and uh yes this is a little bit strange Definitely strange. Let's go to this. This is from, yep, U.S. National Security Agency issues update on quantum-resistant encryption uh-oh, we're talking about quantum computers now. And so uh, quantum computers, of course, if, like, you know, you remember those old brute force techniques where you could just, you know, plug in the thing and it'll just keep trying to log in with all the different strings, just boom, boom, keep, you know, log in, log in, log in with new, new guesses of the passwords. Of course, it takes a password list first and then it goes to some random stuff and eventually they'll they'll crack through, right? It may take some time, but they'll get in. Well, imagine how fast a quantum computer could crack passwords. Er- And, of course, with uh, state actors, China, Russia, uh, are are most likely um, hacking partners, if you understand what I mean, are now becoming more and more uh, on board with these quantum computer type things. Well, yes. Then they're going to be able to crack passwords like crazy. So, here we go. Preparing for a quantum computing future and the new national security challenges. Yeah. You think hackings are bad now? Well, wait till they start doing it with quantum computers. Uh, The U.S. National Security Agency has issued an, a FAQ PDF titled Quantum Computing and Post-Quantum Crypto- Cryptography FAQs, where the agency explores the potential implications for national security following the likely arrival of a brave new world. Uh-oh. Beyond the classical computing sphere. As the race for quantum computing accelerates with a myriad of players attempting to achieve quantum supremacy through various exotic scientific investigation routes, the NSA document explores the potential security concerns arising from the prospective creation of a cryptographically relevant quantum computer. Oh, burn. Now, that's what we're talking, right? That's what we're talking about. If we get a, a quantum computer finely tuned to be a hacking machine, good game, security. Right, GG. Nice work. It, you, you, you played a lousy game and you lost. And yeah, well, that's what's happening here. If if this happens, or maybe this has already happened, and uh, this is what's going on, right? Is uh, is that there's there is no security, right? Again, as we always say, there's sort of this illusion of security anyway. And if you can build it, you can hack it. I've always said that, and that's true. However, now this becomes child's play. If you're you're going to hack something, you don't even need. Hackers anymore. You've got this state of the art uh, quantum computer that's built for crypto, crypto cryptology. Is that what it's called? Yeah, cryptology. Crypt- cryptography. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It can crack the shit out of some things. That's that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to stick to that. So, uh, all right. So, a, a CRQC, the cryptographically relevant quantum computer, is the advent of a quantum based supercomputer that is powerful enough to break current classical computing design encryption schemes. And while these schemes, uh, uh, let's see, da, 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 are virtually impossible to crack with current or even future supercomputers, a quantum computer doesn't play by the same rules due to the nature of the beast and the superposition states available to its computing unit, the qubit, qubit qubit, Q-U-I-B-I-T. Shall we find out what Microsoft Mike has to say about how you pronounce the Q-U-B-I-T? Anybody got, got a bet? Quibit? Cubit? I have no idea. Uh, let's find out. Rules due to the nature of the beast and the superposition states available to its computing unit, the qubit. The qubit. I was wrong on all accounts. The qubit. That's an adorable little term. With the race for quantum computing featuring major private and state players, it's not just the expected twenty-six billion value of the quantum computing sphere by twenty thirty that worries security experts, but the possibility of quantum systems falling into the hands of rogue entities. Oh, oh, rogue entities. There we go. Yep. So uh, we we need. Only look to the history of hacks in the blockchain sphere to see that there is an economic incentive if there's an economic incentive, there are hacks. And data is expected to become the number one economic source in a perhaps not so distant future. So there we go. I have no idea what's happening with this other than, well, maybe this is already happening, right? Maybe this is already happening. What's up, Robert? Thanks for resubbing to the channel. And, yeah, uh, Microsoft Strange is back in the house uh, pronouncing hard words for me. Cubit, as it were. Uh, that's different from the, uh, what's the, the biblical term of the measurement of Noah's Ark or the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, anyway, uh, so I digress. So I don't know. This is a, this, here's your future. Here's your quantum computer future where it cracks the shit out of everything. And well, security is gone. So I think that's the thing, right? So if this, if this thing, this beast, this, this, uh, you know, a skeleton key, as it were, to all encryption, comes online or already has, yeah, well, uh, we're screwed. We th- we thought we had uh, the illusion of security. Well, not no longer. So uh, think about what this, what this would do to, like, data administration and things like this about, uh, you know, this, the entire security sector of, yeah. Uh, so there is a paper, a PDF, uh, written by the... NSA, if you guys want to read this, it's uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff, and this is where we're at, this is where we're at. Well, yep, <laughs> quantum computing and post-quantum cryptography. Cryptography. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. You tell me. Oh, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? Is it? Is it? Are we can just say fuck it? Everything's going to be open source on the internet, and that's the way it's going to be because, well, you can just crack in anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. You tell me. But uh, all right, so let's uh, let's take a quick break. You you guys know how those go as we uh, do our thing and hang out for just a moment. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's take a. Just a fast break. Just a real, yeah. This is Troubled Minds News. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. Let's continue, shall we? There's more. There's always more here. Uh, If you track down more news, you... More news ye shall find. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's go to LiveScience.com. And this is pretty cool. Uh, I I basically pulled this one up just so I could say Fermi balls because damn right. Uh, Here we go. Is dark matter made of Fermi balls forged in the Big Bang? There you go. There's a new one you can add to it. Instead of me going, show me your feet, I can say. Where are the Fermi balls? The mysterious matter may have come from quantum bags that got squished together in the early universe. All right, here we go. Dark matter. The mysterious substance that uh, exerts gravity but doesn't interact with light might be made of tiny black holes permeating the universe. We've talked about this, primordial black holes, and according to the new theory, those black holes might have been made from Fermi balls or quantum bags. Doesn't that sound dirtier and dirtier? Uh, it, quantum bags of some atomic particles known as fermi- fermions that got smooshed together in dense pockets during the universe's infancy. And dare you think that schmo- smooshed is not actually in this article? Yep, there you go. Smooshed together. Uh, there's, there's your fact check. There's your fact check. There you go. The theory could explain why dark matter came to dominate the universe. We find that in some cases, the Fermi balls are so dense that there are fermions are too close to each other, triggering the collapse of a Fermi ball into a black hole. Uh, Key Pan Z, a researcher at the Center for Theoretical Physics at Seoul National University in South Korea, told Live Science. Z and, uh, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Let's just, uh, let's get to Microsoft, Microsoft Mike Strange, read this and, yeah big words cn collaborator kayahara kawana also of the center for theoretical physics have devised a new scenario to explain how dark matter came to dominate the universe in the midst of an incredible where's it at where's it at oh boy in the midst of an incredible transformation when the cosmos was less than a second old a new kind of particle got trapped collapsing to such a small point that they transformed into black holes. Those black holes then flooded the universe, providing the heft required to explain dark matter. And as usual, this is one of those mysteries. We're still trying to figure out what dark matter actually is. It's a gravity signature that does not interact with light, and so there has been speculation about all kinds of things. Is it indeed these primordial black holes? Is it it, uh, something else? Is it, right? Who knows? We've talked about uh, science to speculating these are portals to other dimensions and things like this so who knows uh, as we we see science is still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this dark matter stuff and uh yeah uh, i don't know i don't know like i said i am not the arbiter of truth so we'll just keep on considering all of the possibilities and that's what we do anyway so yeah uh, yeah 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 there you go squishing fermi balls from the big bang you got it all right let's uh, let's go to fizz.org let's keep on trucking as much as i love talking about fermi balls well let's move to volcanoes you know me and how i love to politicize volcanoes here we go fizz.org study reveals this is from today by the way september 3rd study reveals threat of catastrophic super volcano eruptions ever present Ooh, scary so how, this is gloom and doom. How come the, the media hasn't run with this? Because this is too gloom and doom, right? That's why. It has to be a manageable, just a manageable amount of gloom and doom. When it becomes like world-ending gloom and doom, they don't want to touch that because right, then, then people start stop paying their taxes. <laughs> Robert says, I used to have Fermi balls. <laughs> I knew it. I knew the joke was going to come. And of course, Robert, slam dunking the easy joke. Nice one, Robert. Here we go. Curtin scientists, uh, C-U-R-T-I-N, what the hell does that mean? Are part of, what the hell does that mean? Oh, by Curtin University, gotcha, it's a place. I thought that was like a you know dirty scientists. No, Curtin scientists. There we go. Are part of an international research team that studied an ancient supervolcano in Indonesia and found such volcanoes remain active and hazardous for thousands of years after a super eruption, prompting the need for a rethink of how these potentially catastrophic events are predicted. Uh, associate Professor Martin Danisik, lead Australian author from the you know, blah blah Curtin University, said supervolcanoes often erupted several times with intervals of tens of thousands of years between the big eruptions but it was not known what happened during the dormant periods uh-oh uh-oh quote gaining an understanding of those lengthy do- dormant periods will determine what we look for in young active supervolcanoes to help us predict future eruptions associate professor danisik said uh, super eruptions are among the most catastrophic events in earth's history venting tremendous amounts of magma almost instantaneously they can impact global climates to the point of tipping the Earth into a volcanic winter, which is an abnormally cold period that may result in widespread famine and population disruption, and people not paying their taxes. Oh my God! All right. Anyway, learning how supervolcanoes work is important for understanding the future threat of an inevitable super eruption, which happened once about every seventeen thousand years. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, let's see. What's up? Uh, what is that have you discussed them yet what's happening buddy i don't know who you are but welcome to the show and i don't that's a cryptic question uh if you're if you're trying to Im, Im, implicate me in some some plot, uh, I'm not that guy. I'm just letting you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, using a geochronological data, statistical inference, and thermal modeling, we showed that magma continued to ooze out within the caldera or deep depression created by the eruption of magma for 5,000 to 13,000 years after the super eruption, and then the carapace of solidified leftover magma was pushed upward like a giant turtle shell. Associate Professor Dan said. Anyway, so there you go. Like I said, uh some doom and gloom is fantastic if you if you continue to watch the media, right? But they only want a manageable amount. If we're talking about like end of the world doomsday, then you're a conspiracy theorist, right? You notice if it bleeds it leads, that's fine. So, you know, carnage on a small scale, we love it. The media loves it. Carnage on a worldwide scale, catastrophe worldwide, no, 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 not so much. They don't love it. Like Night Stalker says, volcanoes don't sell prescriptions. And he's absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. And yeah, uh, uh, Robert says, uh, Yellowstone keeps threatening a super eruption. And you're correct. And not only that, it's a little bit strange because uh, some of those, there's been some thermal changes over there, too, that uh, have been, you know, reliable as uh, old faithful, as they say. And the, some of these geysers and stuff have been uh, sputtering out or changing their... their uh yeah, their their schedules. So, if that's uh, if, if that's something, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you because it might be something. <laughs> uh, let's go to this website, uh, Board Panda. Lord Panda, uh, person that deconstructs the size of the universe so well, and this is this is why right here, this is another reason why the, the media does not like global catastrophe because gl- unless you can politicize it, because the only think about it, the only global catastrophe that gets any kind of play in the media is climate change, dun dun dun, right? Because they can politicize it. They're like the Green New Deal, spend more money, make the things burn down all the buildings and rebuild them in our future vision of dystopia. Yay! That's how they do it. Check this out. Person deconstructs the size of the universe so well it makes people question if their existence even matters. Oh. Oh, I see. So, are you telling me that our lives are so tiny and insignificant in comparison to the size of the force. Oh, I'm sorry. The size of the universe that we are well, just humans after all. Yeah, right? You mean you mean that our ego is well <laughs> uh, not, not as large as our our ego would suggest it to be weird right? figure that out uh, so anyway this, this is more this is more of a uh, more of a one of those um, sort of examples why things like this don 't actually hit the media because this is the, the the largest fear of the powers that be all right is that when people realize how trivial all the things are that they're trying to make us believe that's when revolution happens. And of course, I mean a peaceful revolution of the mind. That's when it happens when people start changing the paradigm of things they believe. And this right is a perfect example. Person deconstructs the size of the universe so well it makes other people question if their existence even matters. So a couple couple things here is this right? There's this meaning that. Uh, It's twofold. One, the media won't touch something like this, because this is the reason why they say they won't tell us about aliens, right? They won't tell us what happened at Roswell because of things like this. People will, as the the, the uh, term goes, lost to their religion. Right, the old southern term from that R.E.M. song, "Losing My Religion." Same sort of thing. People will lose their shit and stop participating in society as good little worker bees. And this is exactly it. So that's number one here is why the media won't touch many stories. Like that's the thing, right? We'll touch that stuff and talk about it. Hey, if we get hit by a, a like a, a blast from a magnetar, we're toast, guys. That's it's a wrap. Good game. Earth probably forever, maybe no humans ever again. Right? That's the thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, cool. Yeah, do it. Do it, Derek. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. This is the thing, right? So not only that, then there's this other part. The other part here is that uh, that it, you know, in the larger scheme of things, that uh, uh, this is true. This is completely true. That that uh, right? I mean, our things are trivial. The thing, the Earth stuff is trivial. So anyway, just uh, just as an example of this and why we talk about these things is because there are larger implications to many things. However, right, we should think about them, we should consider them as part of being human. Existential threats to our existence, not stuff like this. Not, I mean, not, not meaning stuff like what the media tries to tell us, right, which is, of course, all the things. I don't need to tell you. Just turn on the news, any news, and just watch it, and you'll see, oh, no, this thing is the other thing. Oh, my God, it's the end of the world, right? They want you to believe the end of the world about small things, but they don't want you to believe the end of the world is possible regarding big things. You see the, the dynamic? the Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, let's continue, shall we? This is from, let's trim out the uh, the tracking. This is from ABC News, and here we go. There it is. This is yep. This is from uh, yep. Yeah, uh, check it out. QAnon Shaman pleads guilty to felony charge for role in January 6th Capitol riot. Hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. So uh, the Arizona man is seen sporting a Viking helmet and fur vest during the January 6th insurrection. Others oh, still calling it the insurrection. Uh, at the U.S. Capitol, pleaded guilty Friday to one felony count related to his participation in the riot. Jacob Chansley, the self-proclaimed QAnon Shaman, who entered the Senate chamber and left an ominous note on a desk for then-Vice President Mike Pence, pleaded guilty to unlawfully obstructing an official proceeding, the most serious charge in the government's indictment against him. Listen to this. Listen to this. Unlawfully obstructing an official proceeding. Sounds like a terrorist, doesn't it? Right? Sounds like a terrorist. And the most serious charge the government's indictment against him unlawfully obstructing an official proceeding weird no yeah <laughs> yeah really that's like uh, what we're, we're eight months into this and that this is all we got on like the most like if they're gonna throw the book at anybody it's gonna be the q on shaman right and as we pointed out previously this guy has actual like mental health issues, right? I mean, like I said, no shit, like clearly. So, uh, you notice, again, the, just the hypocrisy of the media, if they can politicize it, they'll shit all over somebody with mental health issues. If it's one of their own, they will defend them like crazy and say, oh, you, how dare you go after somebody with mental health issues? But clearly, this guy had some mental health issues, okay? That's just the way it is. So, so which is it? Do we do we shit on people with mental health issues because we can politicize it, or do we say, maybe we shouldn't do that because this person's struggling with a lot of things anyway, Right? You see, w- which is it? Clearly, the answer is obvious, but well, that's not the way our media works, is it? So yeah, fuck off, media people. You guys are a bunch of dirty bastards. Uh, you know, leave the guy alone. He's he's um, get him on the meds he needs, and you know, like hopefully he can get back to a normal life here. But clearly, clearly, right? I mean, just look at the picture. You you you've all seen the pictures, right? They politicize the shit out of this guy. Yeah, how dare he, right? How dare he? But also mental health by the way prosecutors uh, argued he posed a danger to the public given his actions on january 6 noting that he was among the first 30 members of the the pro-trump mob to enter the building and that he carried an american flag tied to a pole with a sharp object at the tip there it is he had a sharp pole guys he was going to take over the government with a with a stick how dare he which the government characterized as a dangerous weapon Mm mm-hmm yep Yep. Upon entering the Senate chamber, Chansley could be seen in videos calling on other writers to join him up on the die where Prince Pence was previously residing over the counting of the Electoral College vote. Uh, Well, there you go. You see the uh, you see the stick? Yeah, it's got an American flag on it, by the way. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, there you go. And Rohan, what's up, buddy? Says and sporting hammer and sickle. Right. Maybe. I don't know like but there there's your dangerous weapon guys I, like i said this, all that stuff is just grotesque how they've they've moved on this like literally to use it as another example of why uh, people are dangerous and they have Notice they've moved from uh international terrorists being the the thing we should watch out for, to, of course, domestic terrorists, white supremacists, right? Things like this. Uh, The boogeyman changes. And guess what happens? And this is what I'm telling you guys. This is what I keep saying. If you continue to feed power to a centralized power to a federal government, what do you think is going to happen? Eventually, they will turn on the people because the people will start to go, hey, We don't like you having all that power. It isn't right. It's not part of what the Constitution says. A constitutional republic is not a dictatorship. Centralized power should not continue to go to the executive branch. Stop this, right? But the second you say that, you're challenging their power base. And as it grows, the people that are in dissent become more the enemy, and you see what happens. It turns in on itself, right? right? It's, it's a basic premise. It's basic. You don't even have to think too hard to actually come to that conclusion. But some people are like cheering the fact that they're, they're making these people, these, the people that showed up again, they shouldn't have cracked into the Capitol. All right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending that, but they're turning those people into terrorists and by proxy, anybody who believes in the movement that they were uh, going there talking about. Right. I'm telling you like, this is what happens. This is what happens. And this is why We can't care about lefty-righty paradigms. We have to cut to the chase and say, nope, too much power to the executive branch is bad. We reject it. Give it back to the people, and that's that. But you see, the words I say could be twisted, that I'm a revolutionary, I'm dangerous. Maybe I have a sharp stick in my house. You see what's going on here. You see what's going on here. Anyway, let's uh, let us continue, shall we? Let us continue. Uh, don't worry about that QAnon on guy. He's you know he's he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. He pled guilty. He's going to spend a few months in jail. He'll be out, and that's the the most heinous charge. The most heinous charge against it, right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, here we go. Uh, speaking of hacking and quantum computers and all the rest of this shit, this is from Forbes.com. Yeah, that's right. Is anybody out there still using Google Chrome? Well, stop. S- just stop it right now. Delete that shit and use anything else, all right? Anything else is better than Google Chrome at this point. Because, yeah, that's right. Once again, yeah, this is yesterday. Google issues warning for 2 billion Chrome users. Again, this happens like three times a damn week. Like, what the hell's going on with Google Chrome? Yeah. Google Chrome has well over 2 billion users worldwide, and is not only dominates the web browser market, it's Chromium runs numerous browser alternatives, all of which makes Chrome the number one target for hackers. And now Google has issued its fifth urgent upgrade warning in two months. Fifth in two months. Hey. Hey. Relax, all right? Hang on. We're almost done. Oh, sorry. She's a uh, watchdogging. See? Told you. Dog, Second Amendment. You don't need no fancy alarm systems. All right, anyway, here we go. Here we go. Uh, in a new blog post, Google has revealed five new high rated security threats have been discovered in chrome and vulnerabilities impact chrome users on all major operating systems windows mac os and linux yeah as is standard practice google is giving away little away about the flaws this strategy is to limit the spread of these vulnerabilities to hackers and buy time for users to protect themselves as a result this is all chrome users have to go on right now this nice list of uh sorry this is heinous stuff and they're coming to get you uh stop using chrome guys please if if you do anything today from this news from this troubled minds news stop using Chrome M- migrate everything over to some other thing like the Brave browser or something please just stop using that shit uh, it's it's not good it's a uh, Google used to be do no evil now they're like uh, gobble up all the data and they're using uh, Chrome in a nefarious way to do that and so of course everybody's targeting it and yeah here we go so that's what I'm talking about that's what's up where we at time wise I think we're good all right so we have have time for you if you guys want to be part of the show, 702 957 1037 troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link that's probably broken, but uh, I'll give you a new Discord link right here in the chat. So if you want to join join the Discord and come say hi, we got lots of people. Uh, you remember actually uh, back in the day uh, when uh, 40s AM here came, popped in and said, Hey, do you, can, do you want to do an interview with uh, my friend Johnny Now? I was like, Yeah, cool, let's do that. So we did an interview with Johnny Now, who's, uh, who's on Twitch, and uh, he was quite, quite quite a ways ahead of us as far as uh, as far as people on the discord but we've caught him by the way we've caught Johnny now's discord server with the amount of people we have so that's a good thing I know he's been on to other things and not streaming every day anymore but still uh, quite notable that he was far ahead of us by like 75 percent or something like that and now we've caught him so lots of smart and good people showing up and uh, hanging out in the in the uh, in the, uh, the, the the discord so please join it come say hi and hang out with us lots of smoke lots of smart people and uh there you go there you go what's up johnson how you doing buddy says because your levels are high mike the levels are high hell yeah Uh, i'm not sure what that means but i love it it sounds great sounds great let's continue speaking of uh this is from fox news the other most trusted source of news All right, here we go. Uh, Yeah, this is pretty hot. Bill Clinton spotted in Hampton's boarding yacht with Epstein-connected billionaire sugar Baron brothers. All right, all right. There you go. There you go. All right. Both Clinton and one of the brothers appeared in Jeffrey Epstein's Little Black Book. Oh, so these networks are still in effect. I wonder. I wonder what's going on here. Former President Bill Clinton was spotted in the Hamptons, spending time with two prominent sugar billionaires. Wow, I didn't know you could produce enough sugar to be a billionaire. That's ridiculous. Clinton, who recently turned 75, was seen chatting and boarding a yacht with brothers Alon Alfonso and Pepe Fanjul in Sag Harbor, New York, on Tuesday. The Fanjul brothers own a sugar and real estate empire in Florida that is estimated to be worth over $8 billion. Alfonso Fanjul 84 is a longtime democratic donor while his brother Pepe 77 donated to former president Donald Trump's re-election campaign. Uh-oh, look at that. The Kabuki Theater rears its ugly head. Uh, both uh, be, notably if you just buy off both sides you're in the you're in the right you're, you're in the club you just buy off both sides and you're you're square no matter what happens anyway both clinton and pepe Jewel were friends of convicted sex criminal jeffrey epstein and appeared in the late financier's black book of wealthy and influential contacts chelsea hillary and bill clinton have been spending time in the hamptons ahead of the release of the fx miniseries american crime story impeachment which focuses on bill's affair with monica Lewinsky. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, we've all heard the, the speech. But yeah, interesting, right? How some of these networks may actually be in in effect. And um, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, this is weird. This is... Uh, uh, yeah, is this really what's still going on? Is there a little Epstein Island out there that's maybe some other place in the world that's going to take 50 years to root out and uh, track down the perpetrators? Well, by then, all these folks will be dead. So, you know, well, unless the, the transhumanism future comes and they, you know, replace their organs with, you know, uh, CRISPR, uh, uh, lab-built, uh, right, that type of shit, and uh, robotic limbs. Wouldn't that be horrifying? Like, 50 years from now, Bill Clinton is like a cyborg... Yeah. Right. Anyway, point being, uh, yeah, maybe these networks are still in effect and maybe just because Epstein, you know, didn't kill himself. Uh, maybe these, uh, things are actually in, in, uh, these, these, you know, child trafficking type networks for the elite are maybe still in place, right? They say you cut the head off of the the snake and it dies. Well, mm, I don't know. What do you think these people are up to? Just checking, asking for a friend. All right, let's continue, shall we? This is from uh, the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. Yeah, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. With your help, Washington Post, you dirty, lying assholes. Anyway, the lonely headline here is this. The Lonely Journey of a UFO Conspiracy Theorist. One man's search for truth, credibility, and belonging in America. What do you think this article says? yeah right yeah Uh uh-huh all day long douglas wilson had tended to crack uh, tended to crack sidewalks and overgrown lawns but now his shift was over and he felt exalted as he looked up to the boundless colorado sky to pay the bills doug was a groundskeeper for a local school district in denver but his real calling his vocation was the search for the truth Specifically, the search for truth about aliens, whose existence and technology he believed the U.S. government discovered decades ago and kept hidden from the public. Quote, I can't tell you we're ever going to find the answers in our lifetime, Doug, age 63, said one recent summer afternoon, his grandfatherly eyes peering through gold-rimmed aviator glasses. It is so very similar to the religious experience. It really is. In his other world, Doug was recently promoted Director of Investigation for the Mutual UFO Network founded in 1969. Ah, MUFON. Ah, MUFON. There you go. There's my dog freaking out. MUFON. Mutual UFO Network. Have they been compromised? In any case, I hear the word MUFON and my eyes go, "Mm, hmm, MUFON. Anyway, uh, he was promoted to Director of Investigations Founded in 1969 uh, to dig into unidentified flying objects and alleged extraterrestrial encounters Uh, through screens and servers, Doug explained, he and scores of other volunteers under his helm sifted through the hundreds of UFO reports filed each month through MUFON's website and by telephone. Anyway, uh, what do you think this uh, this this says? Right, it's it's uh, again equating UFOs and the search for a a greater truth to a religion. You see, you see what happens here. Like the UFO phenomenon is real, is real. All right, what what is it? I don't know. I do not know. However, uh, they're, again, sort of smearing this as a religious uh, search for that sort of spiritual truth. Because, of course, once they do that uh, with the term conspiracy theorist, they can smear it and say that these people are nuts. They're insane. They don't know what they're doing, et cetera, so on. So point being, uh, yeah, well, uh, the lonely journey. Of a UFO conspiracy theorist, uh, check it out if you want to read it. We used the Dwayne Dibley trick to get this article because it's um, <clears throat> uh, locked down by the Washington Post uh, because, well, they're assholes. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, point being, this is this is journalism today, right? So instead of talking about the fact that there's you know compelling cases they should be looking into that the world should know about, well, we're going to shit on this guy for looking into it himself. You see, it's easy. It's an easy thing. It's the way the the press works, and you know, it's a pretty fascinating article. But, of course, you know, they slowly and uh, slowly and surely paint him in a damaging light, as, of course, well, you would expect. So, anyway, if you want to check it out, I highly encourage it. If you don't, well, and you got better things to do, good on you. <laughs> Definitely good on you. Uh, propaganda pieces are tough to read. All right, let's go to space.com. And uh, this is our final one for the day. And uh, sorry for the late start today. I actually uh, I got up early, like around 930, which is early for me, and uh, did stuff with the dog and work around the house. And then I was like about one o'clock and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on some baseball and hang out for a little bit. So I put on some baseball, watched about 15, 20 minutes of the MLB network. And then I passed out (laughs) and yeah, well, so then I woke up right at three and here we are (laughs) a nice nap on a nice Friday. It's hard to argue with. So anyway, here we go. The mysterious troughs on giant asteroid Vesta keep puzzling scientists. And this is from space.com. Yep. Uh, Vesta a massive world in the solar systems asteroid belt sports two huge trough features that have long puzzled scientists and it doesn't look like the mystery will be solved anytime soon, at least not in the new study of the features. NASA visited Vesta in 2011 and 2012 with the Dawn spacecraft which mapped the large asteroid surface in unprecedented detail. Among the features the spacecraft studied were two vast troughs, one dubbed Davila Fosse, which stretches around more than than half of the asteroid at its middle, and one called Saturn- Saturnalia Fossae in the northern hemisphere of the massive space rock. And let's see, can you see them? You kind of can't, let's see, let's, uh, let's make this large and go full screen, maybe you can see these things, and uh, there you go, we have this. Northern trough up here. You see my mouse? Not really. All right. Anyway, there's your there's your photograph of what they're looking at. There seems to be uh, like maybe something scraped across these this asteroid Vesta, and they're trying to figure it out. Did it bump into something or whatever else? And yeah, so there we go. Uh, uh, so uh, blah blah. Theories on how exactly these two features formed vary, but one suggests each is the result of a cataclysmic impact. Scientists hope that solving the mystery of how these structures formed will shed light on the history of Vesta and possibly other large bodies in the solar system. Uh, quote, Vesta is... Was on the way to becoming an Earth like planet too, but solar formation, uh, sorry, planet formation stopped along the way there early in the history of our solar system. Uh, Chris Kims- Klimzak, a geolo- geologist at the University of Georgia, said about his new paper and in a statement. So if there's a paper on this, they're talking about this. Pretty cool stuff, like I said. Uh, yeah, uh, there's uh, looks like looks like this thing got in a fender bender, an asteroid fender bender. So yeah, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. All this stuff as it develops. And we'll continue trucking and talking about all the amazing things, because that's what we do. That's what we do. There you go. Uh, Robert's got it right. If I need to fall asleep, I put on CNN. Yeah, right. Or Fox News or any of the rest. Uh, try, try Rachel Maddow. I highly recommend that. If you're not raging pissed off after five minutes, you're asleep. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's magical. Even it's magical, magical like the the troughs on this rock. Yes. All right. So anyway, as we finish and continue uh, to do our thing, as you know, we've moved off of Facebook for troubled minds onto rockfin i'd appreciate it if you guys that are uh subbed up to patreon would move your subscriptions over to rockfin because it's a uh, again blockchain crypto based they don't take fees pretty much every dollar that you put into it comes back to troubled minds i appreciate that a lot whereas uh um patreon and places like that like like twitch unfortunately take like huge percentages like of that that amazon five bucks that's free well they take 250 of it back so two dollars and fifty cents only comes through right so that's that's the game they play it's like oh yeah you know like uh, like taxes aren't enough now we have to take these exorbitant fees on donations and things like this right so yeah no um i think it's unacceptable so i think we're going to move off of patreon like i said if anybody has a problem with that the difference is patreon we can set our price and have like really low price to to support the show but uh rockfin unfortunately has one price and it's it's 9.99 that's 10 bucks a month and i understand some people don't want to spend that much i get it uh, let me know. Reach out to me. We'll figure something out for you because I, I, I get it. You want to support the show. You don't want to spend 10 bucks, right? I get it. Uh, there, there are some things I wouldn't spend 10 bucks for either. So uh, that's not what this is about. If you want to support the show, Rockfin's is the way to do it. Just go straight to here. Actually, let me give you the link. And uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, that's what that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that and how to support the show. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I want to say thank you to the people that have supported the show. So let me get this for you real quick. And we have this, uh, the rock fin. See, my dog's freaking out. She's like, get me out of here. I had to go get her as the music was playing when we started because she was outside just barking her her head off, right? Like, there's this cat that sits up next door and watches her in the window, and she just goes nuts when that cat's watching her. She just, like, freaks out. So, yeah, I got to go, you know, be a good neighbor and bring her ass inside because she's just parking like crazy. Uh, here we go. So, uh, landing page is this. Here we go. Here's the the link. If you want to sign up for... Uh, ah, she's fine. She's spoiled as hell. If you want to sign up for uh, and support the show at Rockfin, there you go. There's the link. Do it right there. And not only... The beautiful thing is, not only do you support Troubled Minds, you support uh, all the rest of the people on that network. And there's a ton of people. There's a ton of people you're going to like. There's Flat Earthers on there. There's a, there's a Michael Tracy and uh, Abby Martin. There's independent journalists. There's there's an unbelievable amount. There's uh, Sam Tripoli. There's Crow 777. There's a bunch of conspiracy stuff up there. There's a bunch of actual, like, uh, real journalists up there, and uh, not the lefty-righty. There is some lefty-righty crap, too, but you can avoid it because you know exactly what it is. You just spot it, and uh, there you go. So so uh, Robert has it right for 10 bucks a month. I get tons and tons of content. It's like Rockfin is giving it away, and that's exactly right. So if you want to—the uh, value you can't beat because it's not just all, all of Trouble mind stuff, which is going to go— Go up there, by the way. I'm in the process of moving all the archives from YouTube over there. So if you're going to support the show and you want to watch all our old shows, you'll get them on Rockfin. So that's coming. I'm going to put all the podcasts up there, commercial free as well. All that's coming. It takes work because I got to download, upload, and move move shit around, but it's coming. So if you want to support the show, that's the way I suggest... Rockfin right there, .com, slash creator, slash TroubleMinds. Like I said, if it's 10 bucks a month, it's too much, and you want another way, contact me, we'll work something out. If we need to leave Patreon open for that, we'll do that. Okay, so anyway, uh, there we go. That's the way to do it, and I bring it up because I'm uh, telling you that, uh, thank you to the people that have subbed up to the channel. So let's do that. Let's pull up that list, and um, let's talk about, uh, yeah, where, where, what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow brings Saturday, and Saturday, well, is the weekend, and is usually a happy time for most folks so yeah that's uh, that's the deal that's what tomorrow brings and um let's see hold on where there it is there's the list okay so as we finish yes thank you you too as well have a great weekend my friend and we're going to do this we're going to play this music and do the outro as you know, Troubled Minds goes Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, so we'll, we, we will be back on Monday at 3 to do this show again, and then 7 p.m. to do the Troubled Mind show on Monday night, so there we go. Uh, pay attention to the podcast feed if you, you want to support the show as well. Uh, there, there are some ads cooked into that. It's not super obtrusive. It's like, you know, like I said, every 25 minutes or so, you get like 90 seconds of ads. It's not that bad, so uh, but I do get paid like 4 cents every time you do, so uh, all these things add up, so if you want to support the show, don't want to kick any money in but like listening to it listen to the archives on the podcast feed and uh, get a few cents as a result so there's some ways to do this right there's some ways to help out even if you don't want to spend money and you enjoy the show it's a win for us as troubled minds as growing as a network and us and everybody together and it's also a win for you because well you get free content so there you go all right so let's do this we're going to play this thing and uh, get the hell out of here uh yep thank you to twitch subs my good friend AJ dare Who's also, uh, like I said, the silent partner? Of Troubled minds. All of the music that you hear, all the bumper music. This we're playing right now. This is all AJ Dare. Uh, thank you, AJ Dare. Alien Nichean, Bailey Gibby, twenty-one eighty-eight, Dark Devious, Forties AM, Johnson, j Up, Jay from Bakersfield, Large Marge, Noble Cowell Not the Golf Channel, Quint sixty-seven, Rohan, Stinky Carnival, Super One, and Satan Claus. And the Patreon supporters: Alien Nichean, Axel Steel, Cole. Dark Devious, Dwayne Dibley, Salcido Paranormal, J-Up, Johnson, Matt Sal, and Penny. And that's as of last month. This month, uh, I prefer you folks move over to Rockfin if it's okay. If it's not, like I said, contact me. We'll, we'll work something out. Uh, so there we go. Uh, and also, uh, we have Sherry, who's subbed up to Rockfin. Robert, of course. We have A.J. Dare, who just subbed up. And we also have... Who did I miss? There's somebody else there. Somebody else there. Um, um, something else. Uh, I can't remember number. Anyway, so, uh, sorry about that. I'll have the exact list set up. Yeah, come on. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. James. Yes, James. I knew it. James was the one. He just subbed up. So it was a, it was a, Sherry first, James second, A.J. Dare just subbed up again. Like I said, A.J. Dare has been very, very kind to us, guys. Okay, so uh, let's get the hell out of here. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Spread the word and... Keep doing what you do. Keep trying to be you. Keep don't don't let don't let the media beat you down. Don't let the doom the doom crap get to you. Stay positive. Keep your chin up. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. Thanks again for everything. Appreciate it a lot.